As I and other parents of Classroom One at Edna McGuire Elementary School gathered around the schoolroom door eagerly on Thursday, Mrs. Station lined up Daniel and the other children outside the door and promptly at 8.30 invited them all into class. But before we parents could move a muscle, she shut the door. For a moment, I could feel all the parents' hearts collectively sink as we were left standing outside, left outside in the foggy cold of last Thursday morning. That invisible but emotional umbilical cord between us parents and our children had been cut just a little bit more. This was not like kindergarten where we could walk in and out, where we felt we were an integral part of the class from the beginning where we could revert to our own childhood and recall the primordial lessons of life. So a few of us paused for a moment and gazed through the glass longingly at our children sitting down on the rug with happy, nervous, first day of first grade smiles, wondered wistfully, whence kindergarten? Are those happy days gone forever? It's easy to misunderstand the juxtaposition of today's reading from Deuteronomy with our gospel reading, with Moses commending the law to the ancient Israelites in Hebrew scripture on the one hand, we can gather that Jesus in his own day is being dismissive of those same laws on the other. We might be tempted to think that the law is a hollow shell, that Jesus is arguing that Moses was all washed up and assert, echoing some of the worst periods of Christian history, that our tradition somehow supplants that of our Jewish sisters and brothers. But nothing could be farther from the truth. Jesus is getting at something else entirely in today's gospel, something that was preventing the faithful of his birth tradition from embracing the full measure of Moses' instruction in Deuteronomy. Jesus is speaking out against an arrogance and a duplicity most egregiously evident in the example of the religious authorities of his day who are called accurately or inaccurately Pharisees and scribes by the author of Mark. The Pharisees and scribes represent the religious authorities who oppress themselves and the people around them with appearances by enforcing an inherited tradition of practices that were, at the surface, authentic, but underneath, they were devoid of a faithful heart. So I want to talk a bit today about keeping up appearances, and I mean that BBC comedy that made its way into our family lore when one of my cousins noticed a flower arranging book that my grandmother offered could be glimpsed in the opening credits. (laughs) The series stars Patricia Rutledge in a brilliant portrayal of Hyacinth Bouquet, that's spelled B-U-C-K-E-T. Hyacinth is the perpetual social climber who suffers the embarrassment of a crazy father and three sisters who lead very eccentric lives. 
Daisy and her welfare-dependent deadbeat husband, Onslow. They live together on the wrong side of the tracks in town with another sister, Leggy Rose, who wears short skirts, and when she's not brazenly hitting on the parish vicar, changes boyfriends at least once a week in her quixotic pursuit of a harlequin romance. Then there's Violet, who lives in an impressive home in apparent affluence with a Mercedes pool, jacuzzi, and room for a pony. Sounds like Marin. And Hyacinth often proudly tells nervous guests over tea how proud she is of her sister Violet. You know my sister Violet, she says. But if the surface is scratched even a little bit, it turns out that Violet's life is far from happy, even less so than any of her sisters. Her husband, Bruce, is a perennial cross-dresser in a don't-ask-don't-tell society. And needless to say, their marriage is constantly filled with the strife that comes with what appears to be profoundly closeted truths, which sometimes go public in ways that utterly humiliate Hyacinth's social avarice get the picture. So as the series unfolds around Hyacinth, she is continually putting on airs to impress high society in small town Britain. And we laugh as she founders in her social climbing with her unrefined antics and the constant embarrassing presence of her odd yet ordinarily dysfunctional and sometimes heartwarmingly authentic family. But the flip side is that Hyacinth is also a tragic figure, embodying the worst efforts of trying to lead a life constructed entirely around attempting to please others. Worse, she aspires to emulate a class that is constantly depicted in the series as miserable in its own arrogance and duplicity. Poor Hyacinth. She is so obsessed with her social station that she can never be happy nor contented in a comfortable middle-class home, nor hear even the most plaintive pleas of her gentle, lovable husband who dreads retirement and what more time at home with Hyacinth will mean for his sanity. (laughs) Richard has learned over the years to cope with Hyacinth's antics by rolling his eyes quietly and to sigh as he drives her hither and yon in her social climbing misadventures Minding the pedestrian. But what makes Hyacinth truly comic in the classical sense that is tragic and funny at the same time is that she represents the worst obsessions of the industrialized West. We are bombarded each day with advertising that unceasingly offers us something external to who we are that will make us whole, make us happy, make us complete. doesn't matter if it's a product or a service, we are continually told to look outside of ourselves for status, to put on clothes, makeup, cars or homes, or sign up for the services that conceal or compensate for the parts inside of us that most need healing. Rarely do we hear the wisdom of the inner resources we have already received for free. I might add, from our God. 
And of course, we fear at some level that our entire system of economic enterprise might collapse if we truly begin to believe that God's gift to us is truly enough. Jesus is not dismissive of the law nor the ancient traditions of his people in today's gospel. Rather, he unabashedly counters the Pharisees' claims to righteousness and reminds his followers that they cannot lead a life with God through an inauthentic external show of tradition. In short, he tells them that the path to God is not found in keeping up appearances. Hyacinth's obsession with bragging over her precious royal Dutton tea set with the hand-painted periwinkles is the spiritual equivalent of the Pharisees' obsession over their own clean hands and vessels. Hyacinth's constant denial of the dirt in her own family is akin to the Pharisees trying to wash away the dirt of their own hearts by cleansing their extremities. Jesus makes no bones. This brand of holiness made of pretense is false because it has no rootedness in an inner life of faith. His interlocutors are tragically hollow, like hyacinth, constantly climbing and never arriving, embarrassed by their own sisters and brothers who, while sinners in every respect, at least are authentic in their missteps and their imperfections. The Pharisees, too, are stuck at the window, like I was with some other parents for a moment on Thursday morning, looking into an idealization of the past rather than addressing the critical pieces inside themselves in the present. They are living in a romanticism about the past that is somehow holier. They want to go back to the remembered innocence of their traditions equivalent of kindergarten. They want to go back to being a people at the edge of new life in the promised land, gathered around their heroic teacher and leader Moses, a holy man of God, eagerly eating up every word that falls from his lips. Just as I was tempted to be a first grader again, sitting on the carpet, forgetting everything that has happened since I was six years old. The Pharisees seem tempted to be ancient Israelites again, acting as though they're hearing and articulating the law for the first time, forgetting all that has happened since Moses. The depths of insight and the call to justice behind the law that the prophetic tradition has since revealed. The experience, good, bad, and indifferent of having kings, and the healing truths that Jesus points out that make their shared tradition again solid, living, and vital, rather than hollow, ossified, and dead. Jesus instructs his disciples and us 20 centuries later to set aside the comparisons and the social striving that are so much 
a part of worldly culture, even if they come to us under the guise of religion. Instead, Jesus beseeches us to seek that inner integrity that comes when we read, mark, and inwardly digest the gospel in word and in sacrament. When we take into our bodies, minds, and hearts the deep truths of identity and divine favor that the law was really meant to embody. Where we welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save our souls. When we, in the words of the prophet Jeremiah, at last embrace a law not external to ourselves, but written on our hearts. For good, Jesus reminds us, like evil, does not come from outside of us, but from within. And there is no good in concealing that truth with externals, be they practices, status, or material wealth. And if we truly embrace this gospel truth, we are no longer batted about by the advertising, nor the chances, nor the worldly concerns that continually try to dominate our lives nor are we so vulnerable to the ephemeral opinions of others, nor obsessed with the romanticism of a lost past or childhood. Rather, we find ourselves on a path to living into the wholeness our God intends for us in the present. As a people who live out of transformed hearts, as a people renewed from within and set free, from keeping up appearances. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley Org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to be able to greet you in person very soon.